here we are, another episode of our JDI Connect podcast. These are our kids, a podcast for JDI Connect. My name is Beth Oprish. I'm one of the hosts, and unfortunately, our, ho- our, our co-host, Ari Whitaker, can't be with us today. She, of course, sends her love and her wishes and wishes she could be here as I have the incredible opportunity to have as a guest today, the famous, the infamous, the day chief day to do it himself. Jason, and now I've been saying Jason Melky for the last 17 years. So it's Jason Melky with the big old eye, and mm-hmm. he's got the eye for data. So welcome, Jason, to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. You don't sound as enthusiastic as I was thinking, man. <laughs> it's my first podcast, man. Well, you're, and this one will put you on the map, my friend, you well, know, for yeah. all our 3,000. Uh, members of JDI Connect, they're going to be thrilled to hear this this episode. I love talking about this work, so I, I, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, it, let, let, I, I want to. We're going to be talking about data, and you know, you have the the your um what tagline or your your title. You call yourself the Chief Data Dude, which already makes data a little bit more fun, right? That's right. So we're going to talk about that, but first, you know, we always like to, on the podcast, kind of get to know our guests, right? So, so Jason, where, where do you come from? What brings you this path? You know, where'd you grow up? Those kind of things. Give us a little bit of the background of the chief data dude. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and if, if I can real quick, cause I, I want to make sure to clarify that the chief data dude was coined by uh, people in Indiana. So that they saw me with my beard and my hat and said, oh, you're a data dude. You're the data dude. And so it kind of stuck. And, and I'm a fan of keeping this work fun. So that's kind of how we coined that. But I, I came into this work. I, I worked in IT for about 10 years and, and it was draining me. It was, it was just sucking the life out of me because it, I have a service oriented heart. You know, I, I'm here to, to be of service. And, and I, I left the private sector and um, went and got my master's in social work. So combined with my IT degree, I was like, boy, how can I find a place or work where I can apply my IT background and my social work heart. Um, and I've landed in JDAI. And, well, and where, where at though? I mean, um, yeah, in, in Marion County, Indiana, that's, that's where okay. I cut my teeth, cut my teeth okay. in Marion County and uh, wonderful people there who, who definitely took a chance on me and pulled me in. I uh, love that Nancy Weaver. Yeah. Nancy is fantastic. And, and it was actually Gail Deppert in Marion County who, who was the first one to take a chance on me and, I'm always uh, grateful for her and uh, Dr. Barton, who was uh, back in Broward County days when this was all a pilot. He was involved in JDAI when it was still a pilot, and he was my practicum advisor um, here in Indianapolis. And I didn't know that at the time, Um, but the way it all unfolded, it was like this was the work that was calling me. Um, And so, yeah, so I did this work um, as an intern, and really I thought, boy, oh boy, I'm going to walk in and everyone's going to tell me how to do this amazing work. And, and, and instead, it was like, okay, you're going to help us figure out how to use data. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, uh, I don't know that I knew what I was signing up for exactly. Um, but so the, prior to going there, did you like, so you're in the IT world, right? And right. so did you even know about this thing called JDAI and juvenile justice? I didn't, you know, I, I, I did my own research on that and tried to figure out what's data driven. Like, where are there initiatives out there, macro level social work where I can apply data? And, and I was looking online and I heard about something called JDAI in Indianapolis. And so I started reaching out to people, you know, I've reached out to Dr. Barton and he was right there in my social work program, you know, and he was reluctant at first, but uh, fortunately he signed up to, to help me through that. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so that's, I, I didn't know anything about JDAI. Now I've always had a heart for kids. I've always had a heart for kids and I, and it's, it's really, the, this is the most rewarding work for me because the work we do has direct application to kids, you know, and, and families. So, so it definitely speaks to my heart to be in this work. So that's where that, that service heart, marrying that with the kids, but then being able to use your IT skills kind of yeah. gets you on the path where you're at now. Did you grow up in Indiana? I did. Yeah. Born and raised in Indiana. And, you know, I have family who, um, siblings who were involved in the justice system, the juvenile criminal justice system. I was a kid who, um, I kind of fell back in the shadows and didn't want a lot of attention. You know, it was a chaotic, uh, childhood for me as well. Um, so I know what it's like to, to, uh, be in chaotic environments and to not necessarily have the supports that I needed growing up. And for some kids to, you know, with risky behavior, they, they get caught in the system. And my siblings did, you know, and then it wasn't always a fair system, you know, and I had a good sense of that even as a young child. Right. Um, even though I escaped it, I got to see how that impacted them and the rest of their lives. So in, the, in that childhood, a guy who is as good as, you know, um, talking about data and making data interesting, like I'm kind of envisioning the kid, you know, you know, you got two kids that go to ballpark. One kid's all about the hot dogs and the other kid's all about the stats. <laughs> so are you the kid about the stats or did the stuff the data come later well it's funny that you say that um i think of myself actually rather than like a, a data i'm a data guy but i'm more of a bridge builder i i i'm a fan of building bridges where bridges need to be built um and data is one of those i think people find it not to be so accessible but it, it's funny you raised that, that question because i was a kid i loved baseball growing up and, and I would always collect baseball cards and I'd always be looking on the back of the baseball cards to look at stats. Um, and I, I still have a big old box of cards um, here from when I was a kid that I'm going to give to my son. Um, and he's, he's finding the same kind of love for it where he's reading the stats on the back of the cards. So I guess that's what kind of is where it started for me. So you're passing on the baseball cards to the son and we'll see if he, if he ends up loving data as much as you do. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it, it's, I can't say that I'm even like the, you know, I'm not a statistician. You know, I think that's one of the things I, you know, I'm chief data dude is, is my, my tag, but um, I, I'm totally intimidated by PhD statisticians. I, I, that's not me, you know, and that's why I say I'm, I'm more of a bridge builder. I want people to be able to embrace data and, and understand that you don't have to be a statistician in order to embrace it. Well, let's you talk know? about bridges and data. Like, I mean, w w tell me more about that. Like, yeah. how do you see the, the reliance on data, right, within yeah. JDI really should be within all kind of stuff, right? But the, the reliance on data, how, how is that building a bridge? I love that question. So it's, it's really what inspired me to come into this work in the first place is there, there were a lot of people I discovered as my career unfolded in, in this work that I felt like they were kind of hands off with data. You know, that there, there's kind of this misunderstanding that data is intended for the data people. And the data people are different than most of us, right? That there's this, this kind of um, misunderstanding about that, that, oh, they'll figure it out for us. or they'll give, give that to me so I can figure that out. But I think that that's a huge missed opportunity, you know, because it's, we, we need to embrace data. Um, and you don't, again, you don't have to be a statistician in order to do that. You don't have to understand really complex math in order to do that. If you can understand averages and medians and, um, frequencies you can do quite well in this work you know so it's more about helping people understand or challenge this idea that hey i don't have a data background and in fact i hated statistics 
that when going through college, I hear that a lot. You know, oh, I hated math. I hated statistics. So that's not for me. Well, maybe, but, but I think people aren't giving themselves near enough credit. Um, and, and some of that is just how we, how we approach this, how we think about data. Um, we can't talk about data in a way that's going to land for a statistician because that's not going to land for the general population. You know, how can we talk about a data in a way that's more accessible and helps to empower people? That, and that's I, what I'm focused on. Yeah. And I think that it, it's, you, you know, your point about that you don't have to be, you know, Einstein, right? Right. But, but a basic understanding of the importance of why we place such yeah. importance on data, right? It's right. not just because like, oh, well, we need an eighth core strategy. Let's say data. Right. right. You know, right. so, you know, just that if we don't understand who's in our system, right? Right. Right. If we don't understand the, the racial and ethnic and gender makeup of who's yeah. in our system. If we don't right. understand where they come from. Yeah. And that really is data, right? right. That's so, exactly right. So we're not trying to, you know, solve any kind of great equation, right? Right. As far as E equals whatever, right? Yeah, that's or, right. Or send people to another planet, right? Right. Although right. if we could get on a side track and probably figure out who we'd like to see in other planets, but that's not the discussion, <laughs> right? So, but I mean, I feel like it doesn't have to be as complicated, but I, I feel like I hear what you're saying as far as, you know, you hear people say, well, I, 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 data's not my thing. Right. Right. And I think that's the, that's, that's what you bring right to this, this conversation. Data can be your thing, you know, that's don't right. be scared of data. That's right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I feel like I've had success that has been that, and that's where the reward really comes is when I see the light bulb going off for people that, initially were very resistant and very intimidated by data, you know, but to be able to hear from people like, wow, it was a light bulb moment went off on how data, why data should be important to me. And they'll, they say, they're like, you know, and I'm thinking one person in particular, and I won't name her only because I don't want to surprise her, but, but she told me, she's like, I can't imagine doing this work without data anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's so wonderful to hear because it's exactly what you said is like, these are, these are kids. And even though we're, when we talk about data, it's numbers. It's like, these are kids' lives. These are our communities. And, and we have to have an accurate picture as to how we are functioning as a system. How do we know that we're um, serving our kids and serving our communities in the way that we thought we were? And, and we're all human. We're going to remember the most, you know, the most public stories, like the most um, heinous kind of things that, that we might see and how that colors our lens. Um, but to be able to have some data behind our stories of a system, you know, to be able to have some support and this is how we're actually operating. I can't tell you how many times people will say, wow, I didn't actually know that's how this, we were operating a system until I saw that data. Yeah. Or, or you'll talk to people and they'll say, well, we only have, you know, kids in the detention center who are really, really serious offenders. And then you run the that's data, right. right? And you're like, wait a minute, that's not what I was thinking. And that goes yeah. to your point about, you know, we just can't let the, 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 the headlines, right? Right. Dictate, like, take the place of data, right? That's right. And I think that that's, that's really what a sophisticated data system does. It just really kind of just tells the truth. That's right. And I think, too, you know, you, you, you mentioned a, a data system. I think there can be a misunderstanding there, too, that when we think about data, it's just about how we collect the data or it's, you know, this great tool that helps us visualize data. Um, it is that. But, but there's also this element of data culture that I get really inspired by and that I think is really important. 
And, and that is, is, you know, you can't just have a single data champion in your system and be like, no, we got this data thing. Because what happens when that person moves on? You know, what's, what is your ability, you know, what's your site's ability to sustain this work beyond a single person? And that's why I say that data has a place for everybody. You know, that it's, it's really important that everyone embrace data, particularly our leaders. You know, that the, the, that's the most important person. It, whether you consider yourself a data person or not, that the leaders embrace data because that also sets a tone for the rest of the system. Yeah, I think that 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 I, I like what you're saying as far as it's just not one person though, right? Everybody's right. got to have an appreciation for and 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 a, and a basic understanding, right? That's right. Yeah. That's so right. now, Jason, you don't work for the state of Indiana, is that correct? I'm a consultant for the for the state of Indiana, and I've been doing that work about five years now, and that's been uh, the most rewarding and most challenging work of my life. But it's um, best team I've ever worked with at the Indiana folks. And you now run a nonprofit, Impact Solutions. It's it's a, uh, it's it's not a nonprofit um, okay. only because uh, the the demand exceeded um, what I could do on my own early on. So I did the easiest thing and just set myself up as a an LLC. Okay, but tell tell us a little bit about Impact Solutions. Yeah, Impact Solutions was built on the premise that. You know, in order to build these bridges that we're talking about, particularly in data, there's words that I kept saying when I would talk about this work that um, in terms of a mission. And so the mission is built on having impact in our public sector and particularly those that are in service of children's families and our communities. Um, and so the way that we approach that is through empowerment. You know, it's capacity building. Like this isn't about, hey, we're going to do this for you and you're always going to depend on us. I like to say that I know my work is done when we can walk away and the work continues. Like, so there's always this focus on capacity building through empowerment, but there's also this, this element of empathy and, and empathy is, uh, you know, even outside of this work, it's something that um, I study and, and I'm a big fan of just personal growth, just kind of in general, but the ability to step into someone else's shoes and to imagine what it's like to be in their shoes I think as a data person, it's really helpful and it's, it's powerful to try to imagine myself in the shoes of people who feel intimidated by data because so then I'm able to reach them. Generally, we talk about empathy. We talk about empathy in the context, right, as we should, right? Empathy for the kids that we work with, the families that we work with, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I've, that's, that's kind of cool how you're bringing it. We got to have empathy for the people we work with also, right? That are colleagues, and just because we walk in and somebody is maybe doesn't have quite the passion or the love for whatever this particular conversation about data or, or whatever it is we're talking about, right. we still should be, we still need to empathize with our colleagues also. I like that. Uh, that's absolutely. Yeah. And I think particularly as data people, if you're a, like for our data analysts out there and our data consultants, it, it can feel very isolated at times. It can feel, feel very siloed that the data work is separate from uh, the strategy and, and, you know, the work that happens out there in the relationships that, you know, people joke about the IT person kind of being in the basement, you know, um, and, and it can feel that way sometimes. But I, I don't think we should equate IT and data um, as being the same. And, and it's kind of is a, a misunderstanding of the role of an IT person in general. But as a data person, as a data consultant, data analyst, it's so important to make that move of empathy, to, to really imagine what it's like for, because you're in service of the people in, in the system the people you're developing charts for, the people that you're helping them understand data, you can't approach it front through your own lens and through your own mind. You're a data person for a reason because you're, that's your specialty, but you have to translate. You have to build bridges to help people embrace 
what, what that data is, how that data helps them. Kindness matters in all aspects, correct? Mm-hmm. Kindness yes. to employees too. So I appreciate that. That's right. Hey, Jason, we're going to have to take a quick break, but when we get back, I really want to dive into the data core strategy pages that have just been released on JDI Connect. Uh, PJI worked very closely with Impact Solutions to make that transformation on that core strategy page. So I really want to talk a little bit more about that or, you know, go into some more detail about that when we get back, but we got to take a quick break. You'll come back with us, won't you, Jason? Absolutely. Terrific. All right. We'll see you in a few. Hi everyone, I'm Aquel Lewis and I want to talk to you a little bit about JDAI Connect. JDAI Connect is an online destination where anyone, practitioners, policymakers, community groups, advocates, youth, families, researchers, anyone interested in juvenile justice reform can talk, share resources, and learn from one and the other. It's a vibrant community rich with discussions, resources, and training opportunities. I personally use JDAI Connect for the opportunity to learn, to share with colleagues, and to grow from the rich discussions that are had by folks all across the country. Through JDAI Connect, the good folks here at Cook County love the opportunity to learn about all of the work that's taking place across the country in other juvenile justice jurisdictions. So please join me at jdaiconnect.org. That's www.jdaiconnect.org to begin connecting with your colleagues around the country. And now back to the podcast. All right, we're back with these are our kids, a podcast for JDI Connect with our guest. This episode is Jason Melkai. Did I get that right, Jason? That is correct. I'm getting better. Okay, beautiful. (laughs) So we're talking about data and we're talking to a guy who loves data and that's where his passion is and its passion is building bridges to get other people to appreciate and and not be scared of data. And so we appreciate you you being on the on the on the episode, Jason. Great. Thank you. So what we wanted to talk about now, though, is the the transformation of the data core strategy pages. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll just kind of talk to people about Impact Solution, who was our subject matter expert to get that page upgraded, if you will, you know, sure. and what you guys brought to the table and your vision. And, you know, people can go to JDI Connect and start doing the clicks and see it. But to hear from like the creator, right? Like, it's not a bad idea. So talk to us about that. Yeah, it was, it was such a, a wonderful opportunity to to be able to brainstorm and just think about you know, what does the network really need to help to better understand what does this mean to use data? And do now, we, to do I, got, data? I got to just stop you right there because I thought for sure you were going to say what a wonderful opportunity it was to work with PJI. <laughs> that too, Beth. Okay. Too. All right. I didn't want to miss that opportunity, but go ahead, my friend, go ahead. And I think in general too, it's been, it's been I've met some of the greatest people in this work. I, I do have to say. Um, so the thinking here, even as an intern, I feel like, you know, I came in not knowing much about JDAI and I knew that there was this core strategy about data-driven decision-making, it, but there was, there was really a lack of resources of like, okay, I understand data is a core strategy, but how are you suggesting systems do that? And, and I, I just felt like there, there wasn't a lot of resources out there to help systems figure that out, to, to be able to break that apart. And so that was the vision here was the, the thing I wish I would have had 
when I first started as an intern years ago. Um, what, how, how do I, what kind of resources do I wish would have been available to me to better help, you know, Marion County and to be able to help uh, the state of Indiana approach this? Because you have to break it into pieces, manageable pieces, because otherwise data just has this, even the word data, I know there are people who are listening to this, are like, it, 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 there's intimidation behind that, just in the word itself. So like, how can we break it down into manageable pieces, keep something that is really well organized um, and easy to access, easy to navigate. And that was the thinking. And, you know, I got to borrow from my IT days of when I was developing systems. I used to, you know, design and build and support and, you know, test and all that stuff, these systems from scratch. And my greatest pleasure was, did I build something that makes it easier for the end user? That, that was always my goal. And that would always give me the most satisfaction. And that's what we're aiming for here is can we start to create a space for this core strategy that makes it easy for people to access and helps them to start figure out like, what are we missing or what do we need to maybe give more attention to? And we tried to make it for a general audience. These data pages weren't built just for data, like self-professed data people. This is for the whole network. And we really tried to approach like, if you look at some of the resources we included, it's like, what does it mean to be a data-driven system? You know, there's a great YouTube on, the, the city of Boston and how they have applied this to take better care of the city by leveraging data and how that's become part of the culture there for, for that system. Um, and so that's what really got me inspired was to think about how to break this apart for people to where this is more accessible and allows people in. It welcomes people in. And that was the thinking, but also it has room for growth because I think now we've stood something up, but the real benefit, the real value of this is going to come as we start to engage with the network learn what people are doing great out there and start to organize it in these pages in a way that continues to be accessible for others to learn from. I think that's always been like a core strength, right? Of JDAI is learning from each other. That's right. Right. Yeah. So the more examples we get of sites sharing what they've done with data, right. And how they've, you know, used reports to help educate their stakeholders and yeah. communities about, you know, what's actually going on in their system. And yeah. so the more examples we can get of that, the stronger that data community and that data That's right. core strategy page becomes. Yeah, it is truly, I always say, you know, uh, collaboration is the number one core strategy in this work for a reason. You know, and that's exactly why. And, and data benefits from that too, in terms of it. We know there are people out there doing great things with data. It's like, how can we bring more light to that work and, and organize it in a way that people can access it? And that was the thinking with creating this new, these new pages in JDI Connect. Well, I'm excited to see what kind of um, reactions we get and comments we get from people when they go to these core strategy page, to the data core strategy page, and really start clicking through it and um, really diving in a little deeper as to what's been laid out there for people to be able to utilize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great too that right now we don't have a whole lot of site specific or juvenile justice specific resources, but the thinking has always been is that that's where some of the really rich resources and site examples, when we start getting more of those and getting a handle on those, that's when that becomes even richer than already what it is. Right now, what gets me most excited is we put a structure in place that allows for that kind of growth um, and keeps it well organized and easy to navigate. And so I, I think the best is yet to come. Um, so if you were to, to like, I don't know, 
give a few pointers or, you know, three or four uh, statements of advice or, you know, just something like that to people about data coming to this work. I mean, like one of the things you've taught me, right? So you can't use this because I'm using it, right? So (laughs) it's like, don't be scared, right? right. You don't have to be scared of data. It really is, doesn't have to be that complicated. So right. I feel like you've taught me that and, and I'll use a second one too, just to make you have to think harder about what you'd like <laughs> to say. Like, it's not boring, right? You know, like what you had just said, like people are going to see this episode on data and they're thinking, Oh geez, you know, they're, and, 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 and that's completely opposite of what, what you're about. That's right. So don't be scared. Um, um, it's, it's, it's not boring. Right. That's it's, right. it's exciting. What else would you say about data to, to people coming to this work and, and really embracing this core strategy? Yeah. I think one that comes to mind pretty quickly, you know, especially coming from my background in it, I took a lot of pride in that as an it person, if someone were to ask me for a year's worth of data, like 10 years worth of data and, and any data points that you wanted that as long as I understood the underlying database structure, I could give you 10 to 15 years worth of data in a matter of minutes. And, and I was like, Oh, I, I always took pride on how quickly I could, I could do that. The issue is, is there's pacing. There's pacing here in how you're sharing and looking at data. That's really important because you can, there's this danger of paralysis by analysis. And I, and I use that term quite a bit that, at some point as you start getting used to using data and the light bulb goes off, there can be a hunger for data that starts to develop, but you have to be careful with that because if you start getting too much, it can paralyze you. And particularly the members of your collaborative, if you have people from the community and your steering committee, it can be really overwhelming. You have to make sure you're stepping into the shoes of the people who, who are your audience members. Now, who is your audience of this data and make sure you're making your presentation with data, the data you're sharing, meet them where they're at. Like, you know, that's the social worker motto. And that's important with data too, is make it consumable, but also not just consumable. Like, does it inform the conversation? Does it inform action? It can't just be looking at data for the sake of looking at data. So we just don't want to give out numbers or pretty little charts. It's got to mean something. We've got to give some thought to who we're giving the, the information to, right? Yeah. It's like, how is this going to inform our conversations about practice and policy? You know, and kind of always asking ourselves that of what we're going to put out there. How does that inform the conversation? And I think that's really important. And as I, I'll add a second one, um, only because this is a newer one for me. You know, I, um, I, I said earlier, I'm not necessarily like getting into the mechanics of data and being the guy who can do all of that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not great at those kinds of things. But one thing that I am a big advocate of now is there are a lot of great resources out there in the best practices of data visualization. And, and they're all over the web now. I mean, it's, it's great stuff. And there's some resources that, that we've included in, even in our new data pages. But that can make such a, a huge difference. The, the best piece of advice on doing data visualization is simple, is almost always better. And, and when you say data visualization, is it is easy? At, like, I mean, you're talking to someone that isn't as versed in this stuff as you, right? So it's, it's the way we see data, right? It's the way we present data. I mean, how would you say data visualization? How would you break that down? Yeah, like putting together a chart. You know, so if you're putting together a chart or, um, you know, you're using Excel or whatever tool that you you want to use, uh, even our tools, 
sometimes you have to actually take things away from the default in the tools. So like Excel, you can get rid of a lot of the grid lines from a chart, get rid of a lot of the noise to really make them what this data is telling you stand out. And so if you're, if you're well-versed in the best practices of how to develop a chart, um, that it's, it really helps to reduce this level of intimidation that some people will feel about data. We had a really great, um, the data, I'm a big fan of data walks. And one of the things I, but only if the data walk is done well. If you put a bunch of charts up there, they're just overloaded with data, it's not gonna work as well because it's not gonna land. It's people aren't gonna be able to absorb that. And so you do something really simple. Like I, one of the things I advocate for is, you know, putting a, a chart, a, a trend line, for example, of um, admissions to detention or, you know, average daily population and just a simple trend line. And that's all that chart is. And you put it up on the wall and you let people talk about it. You know, and, and I love the, the dynamic of a data walk because you're asking people to ask questions of it and talk to people that you, you don't know that well about what is this data telling you and what else do you wish you knew about this? But like put the data front and center. You know, you don't have to get sophisticated with how you're presenting data. All good stuff, my friend, all good stuff. Cool. And any parting words? I'm looking at the time and, and you know, I think that this is a perfect example of, I feel like we just started and it's time that we've already <laughs> got to start. And we've been talking about data the whole time. That's right. And, we, and, it, and it's been an enjoyable, informative, fun kind of conversation. So right. appreciate that. Any final words before we, I, uh, you know, end the podcast with our, you know, this or that little, little game, any, any final, any parting thoughts for our audience? I think just, just challenge the belief that you can't do this, that data is not for you. Challenge, no matter who you are, who you are listening to this, they are like, oh, we have a great data person. Just challenge that belief that you don't have a place with data. Very good advice there, chief data dude. Maybe you should be the data engineer when you were talking about bridges. I kept thinking that, but. <laughs> and didn't at the last conference, didn't you do a workshop that was called with date from love with data something like love and data no i don't remember the exact name but it was a, yeah it was it was uh all about the the romance of data and just you know loving loving data and, and it was really great i really enjoyed that got i think got a lot of if i remember a lot of good feedback yeah and it was more than just the title right that's right that's right so as an avid user of JDI Connect, which I know you are, I'm sure you're familiar with our game of this or that, where yeah. you, I give you a forced choice and you have to pick. So we, <laughs> always, we always try to end our episodes with a little version of that. So I'm going to give you some, some, some this or that questions. You ready to play this or that? I'm ready. Beautiful. Breakfast or no breakfast? It used to be breakfast, but now it's breakfast. It used to be breakfast, but now it's breakfast? No, it used to be no breakfast. Ah, I was going to say, I mean, are you missing the point here of this or that? Or <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, rich or famous? Oh, I, I mean, neither are necessarily critically important to me. Do I have to pick one? It's a game called this or that. Pick one. There's not a third option. Rich uh, or famous? Uh, rich. Very good. <laughs> Remember me, okay, when you get that, Richard. 
Okay, now I've 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 tweaked these last two on purpose for you today. Ready? Yeah. So you are a breakfast fan, as you said, right? It used to be yeah, yeah. breakfast, now you're breakfast. Okay. Yeah. So here's here's the next this or that. Data or pancakes? <laughs> That's actually an easy one because I'm not a big fan of pancakes. So it's data all the way. Oh man, I tried to pick <laughs> something I thought you'd like. Okay, now I got another one there. Data okay. or pizza? Data. Okay. Still data. Still data. You're just yeah. a chief data dude for a reason. Well, thank you. That that's all the time we have today on our episode. So again, I want to, on behalf of PJI and JDI Connect, I want to thank Jason for taking his time to be with us on this podcast today. We really appreciate it and look forward to checking out those data pages on JDI Connect. Yeah, my pleasure, Beth. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jason. Goodbye, Jason, and goodbye everyone out there in JDI Connect land. You can now say goodbye, Jason. Goodbye. Beautiful. <laughs> See you guys.